And I think we have to make some decisions quite early on in business about how often we email and what we're sending to our clients. As soon as the lockdown happened, as soon as things changed, I emailed immediately. I said what my changes had been, how I'd moved online, and how I was willing to see everybody in the systems I was using. And they were really happy that I was sending these supportive emails. And here I am adding value to what I do and adding value to their lives as well, or at least I hope I am, and that's always my intention. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode How are you going? How are things with you? And where is your focus right now? I've been thinking about sending out some more newsletters to people. My newsletters are very random. And so I actually say my newsletters are random. And I think we have to make some decisions quite early on in business about how often we email and what we're sending to our clients. So I thought it'd be a really good idea to have a podcast about emailing and newsletters and communication with our clients. So I've been in practice for almost 15 years now. Prior to that, I was was a nurse and um, I worked in major teaching hospitals. So I had no need to email anybody back then. I had no, well, didn't exist anyway. But um, I had no need to be constantly in contact with people, to remind them of my existence, to encourage them to spend time with me, because they were coming to me as a nurse. They were arriving in my space in the hospital. So, And then I would treat them, I would look after them, they would get a ton of information. They'd often be absolutely overwhelmed with the information that I gave them, because Um, of the style of nursing in huge teaching hospitals. There's not a lot of people there. You have to get that information out as fast as you can. You offer them some leaflets to read and you're on to the next person because there simply aren't enough staff. Governments tend to invest in buildings rather than the people within those buildings. And which we can see in the current health climate. It's very obvious right now. So I thought let's talk about this change that I had to make and that we have to make to try and stay in contact with our clients when they're not in our room with us. And one of the ways of doing that is email. When clients sign up with me, if you're in my Facebook group, Strictly Education and Support, then you will have seen where I talk about my intake form and how that contains my consent form as well, because we have to have a consent form. And maybe I'll do a podcast specifically on that as, as time goes on. But right now, in that consent form, so let's nut it down, right now in that consent form, they go through and there is an opt-out rather than an opt-in line to receive emails from me. And that's important that you have that in there. You have to have their consent to email them your newsletter. And mine says, I don't do it very often. Would you um, please say no if you don't want it? So it's very rare that anyone ticks that box, mainly because I've stated it's going to be a rare occurrence. Um, And mainly people think, oh, that's fine. I don't carry so many emails anyway. I'll just unsubscribe. So everybody pretty much leaves it blank, which means that I have their email rather than 
making them subscribe to the email. It's a, it's the reverse psychology. So I get most of the people subscribe to the email. Now, when I decide to send out that email to my clients, and I have sent more in 2020, as soon as the lockdown happened, as soon as things changed, I emailed, emailed immediately. I said what my changes had been, how I'd moved online, and how I was willing to see everybody in the systems I was using. Now, I'd already been online for a long time, so that wasn't a problem for me. I immediately ran a course for other practitioners to help them to move online. So some of these things, you know, they were just like natural progressions for me, and I was just able to whoop there we go here we are all done I'm online the people that struggled with that were many of the older people that I see so in that case you know I knew them already so we just had telephone consults it really wasn't a problem and a few people prefer um you know FaceTime or or a WhatsApp conversation and that's fine too because I already know them and it's not a big deal But I wanted to send those emails and except for one client who's I think 89 who doesn't have email, she has her phone and she texts but she doesn't have email. So apart from her, the majority of my client base from as long as I've been collecting emails um, and who are still in there because you can opt out, that's a MailChimp system that one. So they all got some emails so I sent them value add all right. So I wanted to give them value. I wanted to give them, you know, many of them cancelled because nobody knew what was happening in lockdown 1.0. So they cancelled. They didn't know if they had a job. They didn't know if they had any money. And I completely expected that. So I was completely okay with it. Um, and I let them know I was okay with them extending out or cancelling their appointments. And they really appreciated that. So then I started sending them other things. So one of the things I sent was um, a sleep meditation Now, I recorded that into the sky and to a system that I talk about um, called loom.com and I sent them the link and I said, if you want to watch and listen to this to help you sleep, then, you know, please do. And then I can count the number of people that have listened to it, although it doesn't actually direct me as to who has listened to it, but I don't mind. That's fine. It was something I wanted to offer them because people would have been struggling with sleep because that's what I was struggling with. I was struggling with sleep. My husband's an essential worker. We didn't know what was going to happen here, whether you know he'd end up sleeping out um, in our rumpus room so that he was away from the family. All of the things that came with having somebody who's working in a hospital. So I gave to my clients what I needed and that's something that we need to look at because often our niche is us is who we are so as I've got older though I don't like to say I've got any older I like to think I'm as young as I once was but um, as I've got older so my client base has got older as well and that's been really lovely you know I love seeing menopausal women they like to throw things and shout and it's just fabulous they're just they're straight and they're thinking beginning to think about themselves for the first time in a very long time because prior to then they've just been thinking about their families and other people and what they need to do So we sort of need to reverse the thought of what is it my client needs and then I can create that newsletter. We need to concept that newsletter. So the one that I sent with the meditation was um, about sleep. So, you know, here are my top tips to help you sleep through stress. So I named it that. It was a short email. It was succinct. And there was the link 
for them because everything I do is quite succinct like my bite-sized podcast everything is short sweet and to the point so I gave them the absolute aim of that email the reason it was there at the bottom yes there was a booking link because there always is I call that an investment link or a booking link. I don't say buy here um, because I feel that seeing me as an investment in their life, I don't feel that they're buying something as such. So each of my newsletters that went out and I sent one weekly during 1.0, which is more than I have ever sent an email to my client base. I will be absolutely honest because I wanted to offer to increase my value to them. Now, if you're a blogger type person and you're good at typing, then that sort of thing is fantastic. Send out on a regular basis. Say how often it's going to be. Remind people you exist. So on the backs of those emails, I then got, because I said, you know, contact me. How are you going? Tell me how you're going. And I got emails from people that I'd literally forgotten about. So that are clearly still on my email list, but they had time then to go through their emails. They had time to have a look. And they were really happy that I was sending these supportive emails with, you know, with PDFs, with ebooks. I sent some cookbooks. Um, we were coming out of summer and into winter so there was my well first of all I sent my tea book then I sent the meditation then started cooling weather started cooling down so I sent my um, soups ebook it's only four recipes it took me no time really to make in Canva and here I am adding value to what I do and adding value to their lives as well or at least I hope I am and that's always my intention now, I'll often direct them to other places where they can find things. So, um, you know, I was, I'm online, here I am online. But if you wanted to do an exercise class, my physio is doing them online and here's the link to them, those sorts of things. Because it, that works for me. I'm referring my favorite physio. My physio is going to thank me and talk about me to his clients as well because he also received the email. So we've got that call to action, you know, that investment, that what we want them to do to encourage them and to help them out. The other thing that's great to add in a regular email as well is a testimonial. So because in your email, you can say what people said in your clinic. It doesn't have to be the written testimonial. You're always encouraging people to write the testimonial and you could add that link to the email, but you can add a testimonial. You know, I saw Sally last week and she said just how much better she was feeling and how well she was feeling now after her treatment with you, with me. How are you feeling? How has it gone since we saw you last? So you can refer back to them. You're asking them those direct questions. Another really great thing, um, if you can do it, if is in that email, share the other places you can be found. Make sure they know that you're on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn because chances are one of those social media spaces is going to be the social media space that they hang out in. And although they're not getting your emails really regularly, if you're like me and it's all really random, so they might not be getting... <laughs> your emails that often they might be willing to follow you on Instagram and I'm on Instagram a lot I've got a lot happening on Instagram I've got pictures going up there every day in proactive health my Instagram account I have going up twice a day in my mentoring with Geraldine account um, on Instagram because I want people to find if that's their medium then I want me them to find me on that medium so you know, at the moment, I'm I'm always promoting, or not at the moment, but always I'm promoting my 
practitioner Facebook group, Strictly Education and Support, because I do a lot of talking in there as well. I do a lot of videos in there. It's a free group. So why wouldn't you be in there checking out the things that I've done in there if Facebook's your space? But Facebook's no good if like you're like me and you're into your podcast because you can be listening to a podcast and going off and doing something else. So the spoken word for those clients that need the spoken word is just the best thing to have because they're going to listen as they're doing something. They're doing the dishes. You're probably doing the dishes. You're doing something else listening to this now going, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about sending out an email. Oh, I actually hadn't asked my clients about consent to send them an email I'll need to do that oh Geraldine said in that Facebook group she's talked about consent maybe I'll go and look that up before I hear the podcast that she's going to do um, about consent and about client consent and how important that is so maybe I'll go and look that up in her group when I'm sitting at my computer or when I'm you know doing when I'm sitting down and scrolling through Facebook or wherever my space is. So it's really important that we're sharing where we are in our emails, not just, hey, here I am in your email space, because it can be going to their spam or their promotions or their junk mail, whatever it is. And so they don't, so they don't read it or they click on one out of all eight because they've deleted all the others and then they realize, oh, she's on Instagram, I can go there. When they're, When you're seeing them, Make sure that you mention your social media. If they're starting to get better, say, you know, you can review me. I'd love you to review me. You've just said some really nice things about me. Would you mind putting those in print if I send you the link to Google My Business or if I send you the link to my Facebook page or whatever it is? Now, under APRA, we're not allowed to have testimonials, but that's not the same under HCSCC. I think that's their letters. Um, You are allowed to have testimonials under them. So, but to get around a lot of that are case studies. And are you writing case studies? Because you can certainly be emailing case studies to your clients and you can be putting case studies up on your social media as long as you've asked your client. And again, you've got consent to do so. It's, you know, we de-identify everything. I have big discussions with people about de-identifying and that is another um, podcast I'm going to talk about facebook groups developing facebook groups but de-identification so it's quite specific to us the facebook groups that we'd be using and what we're looking at so um, i want to make sure that you're that you're really getting the idea that yes you can have a testimonial that person has put their name out there and they've said hey you know geraldine was amazing she really helped me that was incredible but what i'm then not doing is oh, with she helped me with my stomach and my eyes and then i'm writing a case study on i helped her with her stomach and her eyes got better and then people can go oh look at that you know that was joanna blogs that she wrote about so I know this person I can track this person back I can follow them nobody's going to do that but they might and that person isn't de-identified so you need to have signed consent from that person before you create that case study that's just a side issue and completely off what I was talking about which is emailing your clients and making sure within those emails you can say Sally when she was with me last week said how much I'd helped her as long as you've checked with Sally that you can say that as long as you've checked Otherwise, you just say, I had clients last week and I ended Friday with the most beautiful comments from my client and um, saying how wonderful, you know, how much I'd helped her and how wonderful she was feeling now. That way, the only person who knows that they were your last client on Friday is Sally and you haven't had to say her name. And if she's on your email list and she's reading it, she'll know that's you. It'll be a reminder to her to then do the um, testimonial or review on Google. 
So those are just a few little tips about emailing our clients, remembering we need to ask for consent, remembering that we make sure that we put ourselves in our clients' shoes so that we're sending out information that they'd need. Um, a great example of that right now is if you have clients all over Australia, you don't want to be talking about getting out and about and um, you know doing all the things that people in Victoria can't do right now. We have to be careful what we're saying and where we're saying it. If you've got people in the States, all sorts of things are going on there. So we need to be careful how we refer to things and, and what we refer to. So we're looking at what do they need? What does my client need right now? My client probably needs to be calmed, relaxed. My client, what is it that would be really good for my client base within my niche, which is the majority of people who've seen me. There'll always be people who've seen you out, who are outside your niche, um, simply because of referral or their friend told them how amazing you were with them. So they come and see you. So just remember, what is it that they need? What are the top tips? What are some ideas to support sleep? Think of those lines Next time you go through your own emails, and especially your promotions and junk, have a look at those email headers that people have used and which are the tempting ones to open. Okay, Because even though some emails, because they've gone from a sender, will go into your promotions, we'll still open them. I'll still go through my promotions because they've gone from a um, commercial email sending platform, so they go into promotions. So Gmail spots them and puts them straight into promotions because it knows it hasn't come from, say, my Gmail account or wherever. So it goes, hops it into promotions, but there'll be, still be ones that I'll go through there and I'll go, oh, oh, I wouldn't mind knowing that. And what are those ones that light up your eyes and make you open them? Because chances are your client base will have their eyes lit up and aren't open that too. And that's how you get from their promotions or junk folder into their main folder where they're going to see your email. So that's all it is today. Um, I hope this bite-sized podcast has helped you out and I really look forward to speaking to you in the next one. All the very best wherever you may be and I hope that that has helped you out. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.